Hey everyone, how's it going? So we have a very special guest. He's my dad. He's Papa Bruce. Um, uh, if you know technical terms, he's my stepfather, but he's like my dad. And uh, Papa Bruce uh, is on here because he is such. He's always been an expert on words. Like when I was a kid, we'd play Scrabble, and he'd beat us in Scrabble. And uh, every time he'd beat us. And he'd always find a word that we didn't know what it meant. And, you know, I, I can't think of an example, but he would find a word and we'd, we'd be stunned. So, um, and he's a very avid reader and he knows a lot about books. So I thought he'd be perfect um, as a little guest here on the pod. But also on the podcast today, we have uh, coming up soon, uh, we have... Uh, very talented writer, John Ducey, who wrote Wheels of Fortune, Lady Driver, Roped, very cool guy. We'll be interviewing him after that. So, um, yeah, here he is, Papa Bruce. Hey, Maddie, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you? Great, great. Here Thanks on the East Coast, the though, it's a little colder. It's a little colder here on the East Coast than it is where you are. Oh, better get your blankie. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm not. You should wear, You should definitely have a blanket. So, um, so what's what's going on? So tell us, uh, tell us your background with with words and your obsess, ob, obsession with words. Well, hopefully, it's not that much of an obsession. But I've always enjoyed words, you know, from the outset. But part of that comes from being a teacher, you know, and uh, having spent more than 35 years teaching, you, you get a chance to come across a lot of words. But you know, it works in reverse, too. I, I learn a lot of words, too, from different people every day. It's amazing. Um, but I do enjoy things like playing words with friends. And so today, I got a, a shocker. I mean, one that I hadn't, hadn't even known before. And on it's, words um, let me let me try this one on you, okay? Okay, yeah. Uh, are you shagets? Shagets. 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 S h e g g s h e g g e t z. Shagets. I've never seen the word before. Yeah. What's what's it mean? It it means a a person. Well, normally a goyim, uh, somebody who's not of the Jewish faith. Or, or a Jew that doesn't practice the faith strictly. I had to look oh, wow, it up. Oh, that's interesting. You know, I had to look it up myself, you know. Right. Wow. But, Shagets. You know. Yeah, you get these all the time. You know, people smarter than you and smarter than me are, are playing these these word games all the time. So, so you know, you everybody's... On, do you play on the app on your phone or...? I, I play on the, my uh, iPad. Right, okay yeah yeah um so what's what's your favorite word i don't know if i've got a favorite one because i've got a whole bunch that i like um but maybe something like um sesquipedalian <laughs> oh wow yeah what's that mean well it's sort of self-descriptive because you know it's it's a long word um and it means using long words <laughs> You know, um, being kind of verbose. Say it again. What is it? Sesquipedalian. Sesquipedalian. 
S-E-S-Q-U-I-P-E-D-A-L-I-A-N. And it's characterizing, some being characterized by using long words. <laughs> so it well, sort of fits. I'm to, it sort of I'm fits. I'm going to have to practice saying that word. I'm going to have to Google that one and practice that one later. <laughs> wow, that's cool. What does it mean? What's it means, the definition? Really, it means being long-winded, you, you know, using, using big words. Oh, okay. So could you describe someone? Can you say it in a sentence? Oh, let me think of somebody who would be that way. Um, you just say the guy or the, the girl. Or... Oh, sure. The, you know, um, the, the Johnny held the stage forever, but he, you know, by the use of uh, long, long words, he's a He's a dedicated sesquipedalian. <laughs> wow. Sesquipedalian. That's a tongue twister. It is. It is. But the That's other a really cool like, word. The other thing I like is I like alliteration. You know, you know in poetry and, and all, when yeah. you, you know, use the same sound over and over again. And oh, uh, yeah. Rhymes, you mean? It, well, you get the same sound going through, you know, let me give you two examples. How about uh, masterful Maddie made magnificent mud pies? Would be <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Or or like the, what we just had, the you know the uh, inauguration and that poet. Oh my God, Amanda Amanda Gorham. And in at one point in in there, she's talking about putting America back together, and she describes the the effort to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. I mean, yeah. all of those sea sounds, one right after the other. Wow. Yeah, wow. That's great. So, um, and you're, you're an avid reader as well, right? You, you read quite a bit. I mean, you've I read probably every book that's written. <laughs> and you have a basement full of books. Maddie, at my age, you know, it doesn't matter how many I've read because I've forgotten that many too. <laughs> and, and so I have the extra delight of if I come upon a book that I may have already read, I can read it again. <laughs> how, many, how many books do you think you own? Oh, I don't know. 10,000, something are, like that. Are you serious? There's 10,000 um, books in the basement. That's a lot. Wow. Wait, is it? Are you being for real right now? I have no idea. I've never, never done it on a basis of counting them. But do you think it's around ten thousand? Maybe, maybe you better run, knock that down to five thousand. <laughs> oh my God! Have you read every single book? No, no. Some of them I pick up just because I'm, you know, it's interesting at the time, and I just didn't. Then along comes something else that's really interesting, and I don't get back to the first one, but. You know, I, yeah. I do like reading. You're right. Does and mom has been, you know, has she been like trying to get you to get rid of those books that are in the basement at all? She's like, sometimes, oh, Papa Bruce. Sometimes, sometimes, but it's get interesting. rid of this box. You know, it never applies to her art books, so I don't know if it's fair. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, wow. So, what's what would you say your favorite book is? I, I can't think of uh, any one that's my favorite, but of what's late, a couple of them big, of late, maybe. Okay, what's the, the biggest book then that has inspired you? 
the biggest, the book that impacted your life the most? Well, if I look for impact, I'd probably have to go back to uh, a variety of books about the Arthurian legends, you know, Art King Arthur. Oh, wow. Okay. But, uh, like... So anything from um, 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 Mary Stewart and the, you know, Mary Stewart to, okay. to uh, um, the, the Idols of the King by Tennyson or you know, all, and all of those things. I was just fascinated by King Arthur and, and that idea of, you know, might for right, <laughs> the round table. What, what does that mean? Uh, might well, for right. That they would use their might as knights to, oh, to oh. right wrongs anywhere that they found them, you know, they would use it to make things right. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Uh, what other authors do you like? You know, I tend to like, um, right now, I'm, I'm really liking uh, young adult authors. I, I think the works that they come up with are so inspiring. I mean, I have, I have gone absolutely crazy about the Harry Potter series, you know, in the past few years. And, and then things like uh, the series of unfortunate events. You might be familiar with that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> And then um, along the same line, there's a Lloyd Alexander series uh, that starts with the Book of Three, and but but the the hero in that one, this is sort of the everyman tale, you know, how low can you start if you start life as an assistant pig keeper? And that's pretty low, <laughs> uh -huh. but he's the, he's the hero and develops into you know this extraordinary, powerful, and and noteworthy character. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I got to read those. Is there a specific book title for that? It starts with the book of three. The book of three. Okay. The book How of many three, books but, is it? Uh, five books in the series. Uh, okay, Lloyd, cool. Alexan Lloyd Alexander is the author. And, uh, you know, it's interesting how all of our life experiences inform what we are or what we do. He was, uh, he served in World War II. And when he was over there in the intelligence service, you know, looking around at either Wales or Scandinavia, he was he was struck by what was going on there in their history and uh, picked up on the characters and the ideas. Wow, that's awesome! I got to read those. I wonder why they haven't made that into a movie yet, have they? I think they might have, but I'm not sure. But I think never Disney, like a series think, of the books. I think Disney did, and. Uh, he had a comment on it, I think, at one point that said, uh, I'm not sure they stayed at all near what I had written, but I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Well, that happens yeah. with a lot of books, I think. It does. It I think does. they have to like make things more, they have to add oh, yeah. more conflict or more story or more romance or you never, you never know. So. Yeah, I do. You do. I do. Cool. <laughs> right on right on awesome cool well so uh okay you said what your favorite word is okay you said um so uh is there another word that people may not know or is, was that the one that you prepared today the other one what was the other one uh, well we had sesquipedalian and yes uh, that's your favorite word <laughs> it's a good one but i also as i said i really like alliteration you know in terms of 
I, you know, I, I like that sound repeating itself, you know, particularly yeah. in a poem. Yeah. Oh, cool. Sweet. Well, uh, wh what are you reading right now? I have just finished uh, Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. Oh, cool. How'd you like it? I loved it. I really did, you know, oh, especially wow. with this uh, apparent figure in there that, you know, he get, he keeps being a naughty little boy and getting into trouble. And then he comes home and is, says to his mother, he starts to provide big explanations of what he was doing. And then she says, Trevor, Trevor, you know, you cannot fool me. <laughs> and, and explains things like, you know, who do you think put up the bail for what, what you did? Who do you think oh, provided wow. the lawyer for what you did? Don't fool with me. Wow, cool. I got to check that out. Trevor Noah. Yeah, born a crime because born a crime. because he was a uh, mixed race. You know, uh, it was a crime in, in South Africa. He couldn't walk down the street. Out. He couldn't walk down the street with his father. Oh my gosh. You know. That's terrible. We got I gotta read that. Hmm. Well, uh Papa that's Bruce, a few things. Huh? That's a few ideas for you, huh? Okay, for yeah. While. Keep you I busy have some reading for a little to while. Do. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the pod. The, look uh, forward to get it. Look forward to talking to you again, okay? Yeah, let's do it again. This is fun. Sounds great. You take care, okay? Okay, you too, Papa Bruce. Alrighty then, like my good buddy Jim Carrey likes to say in Ace Ventura, let's move on to our next guest. He's fantastic. Such a great guy. We work together on Wheels of Fortune. He's a writer and an actor. He's written such films as Lady Driver, Roped, Wheels of Fortune, the movie Dirt. His name is John Ducey. That's right, John Ducey. Not Ducey, Ducey. He's also an actor. He's been in so many credits. He has so many credits. Uh, Will and Grace, the show Jonas, Bad Judge. He had a cameo in one of my favorite films, Deep Impact. He's the best. Let's hear from the man, the writer, the actor, John Ducey. Not Ducey, Ducey. Are we live? Oh, yeah, we're live. Okay, let's start recording. Here we go. All right, we're here with um, John Ducey. John Ducey, what's up? How you doing? What's going Good. on? Good. It's pronounced Ducey. Oh, it is. You just told me two seconds ago that, was, that I was saying not, You're right. saying it totally right. It's John okay. Ducey. That is correct. That'd be great. I'm John Ducey. Actually, I were French. Ducey. It would be John Ducey. Yeah. But I'm Irish, so it is John Ducey. You're Irish. Yeah. Oh, cool. Have you been to, have you been back to Ireland at all? Uh, that's like a good how, question. How Irish no. are you? My sister has been, she went, she found a cemetery up in like the hills of Ireland oh, that had some dark. Ducey head, head, headstones. On. Well, people die, Maddie. No, I know. I don't Let's not pretend they don't. <laughs> so yeah, she found some relatives, uh, tombstones, and then someone was walking through the the graveyard and was like oh hey i knew some deuces and she had like a dinner with the little irish family who told her about like deucey family stuff oh wow but yeah it was my dad's grandparents were born in ireland so it's pretty far back okay i was like late wow. 1800s kind of kind of wow, okay yeah uh cool so uh john we we've worked Maddie. together that was really fun we worked we on a did. movie that 
that you wrote and starred in yeah. called Wheels of Fortune. Wheels of Fortune. That you were hilarious. You made the like movie. Charlie Chaplin in it. I mean, you were you had some Charlie Chaplin going on and some Buster Keaton with your, did. your you're saying balls. I ran into I ran into things. Yes. Yeah, your your slapstick comedy was on point, my friend. It was very <laughs> good. No, it, it's it's good. <laughs> um so uh okay, you you wrote Wheels of Fortune. Well, let's let's uh let's kind of let's go back in history of John. Uh first of all, uh were you did you go to school for writing or how did you how did you become a writer? Mm, that's good. That's a good question, Maddie. <laughs> do you do this professionally? This is really good. <laughs> you know what? I should do a <laughs> podcast. Oh wait. I wish my answer was one. as good as your question. Um <laughs> no, I my goal was to be an actor. Actor, actor, all actor. Um, I did take a writing class. I went to school at Harvard College in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, I did take a writing class there with famed playwright William Alfred, who I'm sure you've never heard of Whoa. because he's older than I am and I'm pretty old. Um, Haven't heard of him, but he's got a very classy writer name. Oh, he's got a classy, yeah, East Coast, posh, Harvard kind of name. Yeah. Um, but no, I was, I have been, I have been being an actor for 30 years. And, but I will say as I get older, um, the acting jobs become less available. Okay. To put it a certain way. And so I thought, well, what else is there where I can try to make some money in this industry that I've been a part of for 30 years? I thought, oh, I could try to write some, some things. You know what? Well, you you know gotta what have like, like several different hats in this business of you got to yes it certainly makes sense to expand your skill sets and not yeah. have all your eggs in one basket so my wife christine who you know is also in wheels of fortune yes and also produced wheels of fortune yeah um she she has been kind of my development executive over the last five or six years as so what's i like, that like having a wife as your development uh person it is very convenient i will say yes, because great. She's right here, so she can, you know, give me all her notes as soon as she's done reading. Um, it's nice because I like her notes a lot, I and mean, I like her thoughts about my scripts, and she can be pretty uh, aggressive without being cruel. That's good. Which is important, yeah, because when something's not working, you really need somebody to come in there and just change it, and she can do it without me getting too upset she knows the way i work though basically she'll give me notes i will stare at her with a blank face um like i want to kill her <laughs> and then i will take her notes and go hide in a corner somewhere for a while and then come back and be like oh yeah okay i heard you i get yeah. it now okay yep i got it they're good notes they're good notes <laughs> well i gotta say you're a very talented storyteller like and also in there you you have a lot of trinkets of really good funny jokes like i love lady driver and roped uh two other movies that you wrote and they're just you're just two other so netflix cool. movies yes yeah you could sit down and watch six hours of net john bc netflix yeah i products. mean there yeah. you have a, a strong sense of like storytelling and do you think you got that from real life experience or do you think you learned that from mr alfred 
uh, Alfred. <laughs> Sir Alfred, that's good. Um, that's funny. I think the um, a lot of I think it's true of a lot of modern writers that storytelling skills come from growing up taking in TV and movies that we yeah. loved that were told the stories were told well. Um, you know, a lot of when I'm visualizing stuff in a movie, a lot of times it is based on some previous movie or TV show I saw, as opposed to like, like a hodgepodge of. Yeah, well, it's not the life stuff. I lived. Like I didn't, I never raced monster trucks or motorcycles, but you know, you I mean, <laughs> I could have. Yeah, so then I could have written from real life experience, but I feel like a lot of yeah. writing for modern writers is writing from visuals and story ideas and characters that like we grew up thinking were awesome and so oh i'd like to write something like that i think there is something like that going on well what what story then uh speaking on that what story has really um influenced you like what story kind of stands out from other uh movies and tv shows that you've well, seen it's, that it's really kind of a bit me. when someone says to me what's your favorite movie it's such an impossible question oh, yeah, to answer because yeah, yeah, sure. there's so many different kinds of yeah. movies but i my usual go-to is tommy boy tommy boy <laughs> the chris farley I totally David see that, that you say that sorry yeah. go ahead yeah there was a lot of the <clears throat> there was a lot of wheels of fortune um like the the two guys on a road trip uh vibe of tommy boy is in wheels of fortune you know the it's you and uh matt as your like two-man adventure and then it's me and matt as our separate two-man adventure but it's like you always get these like people riffing it's like midnight run i'm not familiar with that one that's an older one too charles groden robert okay. zero like midnight run. two okay. two people out on the road planes change and automobiles it's another one yeah that's, um, that's great because I, I can totally see that with Tommy Boy because there's so much heart in Tommy Boy and I feel like that's what your script your script your scripts have so much heart to them and I really resonate with that so great job well, thank you yes I, I would say my wife would agree with that that is one of my calling cards is that there is a, under after all the jokes there is some sweet story and yeah. a lot of times it's really just a little boy who's trying to make his dad proud of him. But that's that's for another podcast, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little well, deep. That's for my therapist. That's not for a podcast. Okay. But yeah. I, I, I do want to bring up that I love the theme of the in Lady Driver, the 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 uh the connection with trying to connect with her with her father who passed. And I really I really love that. So I think uh yeah, I think that's that's great that you tell stories like that because it's very, uh, very relatable. I really love that. Um, it is along the right what you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't lose my father to a car accident when I was in utero, like Lady Driver Girl did. Right. But always, I I did go through a period of time where I was looking for older mentor, father, mother figures. You know, my parents are lived back in New York and I was out in California. So like, oh, I just need a little more familial comforting, you know, and my Vegas uncle and my Arizona aunt kind of became my like spiritual parents on the West Coast. Um, oh, that's awesome. 
yeah, and I you find I've felt like I found parts of myself by connecting with them as a grown up and tried to yeah tried to include that as part of the lady driver idea. That's it's really beautiful, really really well told, well done. This is Thank just you, a sir. podcast where I compliment you the whole time. <laughs> I love it. Oh. I could do this every day. <laughs> um. Okay. Great. So, uh, what's um? I know you don't. You've told me so far that you don't like favorites, but what what is a word that you are really drawn to? Hmm. I gave you some podcast homework, and um, I will say one of my favorite words. Um, it's two words that I have a hard time keeping separate, but they uh -huh. are, I think, two great words. One is a portmanteau. A portmanteau. Uh huh. And one is what is that? Mon Mondegreen. <laughs> Familiar with those two? No. Are those two different words or the they're same? Two, they're two different concepts. But okay. They are. They're concepts that we deal with all the time and no one really knows the name for what they are. Okay. So uh, yeah. a portmanteau is the most obvious because we, we do it all, we're on one right now. We're on a portmanteau right now, a podcast. Because pod, the word podcast comes from iPod and a oh. cast, like casting a net cast, network cast. You know, it's how so it's like a world. hodgepodge of words. Yeah, it's taking two words and putting them together into one new word. Oh my god, I love that! And uh, it's done. You know, Jay, a poor man's toe. Is that what it is? Port portmanteau. 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 Yeah. Portmanteau. And that's yeah. Brunch is a portmanteau, and uh, Benifer. You know, J Rod. Any of these any of these celebrity couple names? They're they're just portmanteaus. Portmanteaus. Mm -hmm. that's really cool i like that a lot and what was the other one the other one is a mondegreen mondegreen a mondegreen is when you uh mishear something and you just keep doing it that way it comes up mostly with lyrics like um in in michael jackson's bad um it's uh, the line. The line is, it doesn't matter who's wrong or right. But throughout my entire youth, I sang it as it doesn't matter who growed up right. <laughs> Just because I thought that's what the words were. That's what I oh, heard. Wow. So it doesn't matter who growed up right. was my Mondegreen for Mondegreen. Yeah. It's like a mix up of words. Is that how you how, how, yeah. how you would describe it? OK. Yeah. And people do it with common sayings. Like if you say um well for all intensive purposes that's wrong the correct expression is for all intents and purposes but some people say for all intensive purposes that's wrong it's not the green <laughs> that's interesting or if you say butt naked because yeah. butt naked is not the expression it's buck naked but people started saying <laughs> butt naked because that's how they heard it or so, and now we keep doing it so that's my <laughs> You are you one of those people that corrects people when they um only as a joke I would yeah, do a yeah no if, <laughs> excuse me <laughs> yes I had a friend who uh you know there's a there's something called the Pulitzer Prize for writers and uh, she all her life thought it was the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> 
if you got an award as a writer, you got surprised with a chicken, I guess. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, it's a co- both, both things are very common, Mondegreens and portmanteaus, but nobody really knows what the, what the words are for those two things. So that's, I like those two words. Yeah, I got, when I was a kid, um, I had this little stuffed animal that I named. Um, I named, <laughs> I named it uh, Dester <laughs> instead okay. of Des- Dexter. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> my family yeah. made fun of me. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> uh, "It's Dexter, not Dester." <laughs> well, kids are the yeah the kings of monogreens with all of their misheard things. Right. Yeah. Our neighbor, our neighbor's kid didn't say her S's when she was like three or four. So like spoon became poon and scooter became cooter. Oh, oh, <laughs> Come wow. ride my cooter. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, wow. Uh, so those are great words. Thank you. What's your favorite words? You, after all this word collecting, have you put together oh, some? Uh, yeah, I, I really like... Uh, I like the word fruition uh, because it's kind of like fruit in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like the word absolutely because it's it's just a positive word. Um, Absolutely. uh, My in the last podcast, my friend told me about the word uh, capricious. Mm -hmm. You heard of that word? Like doing something on a whim, kind of thing. Uh, I guess capricious means grateful. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you could be. Oh, you gave me that that gift. I'm very capricious of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a strange. Can you imagine mm-hmm. someone saying that to you? That would be what? surprising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I really like that capricious. Um, yeah, that's a great word. Uh, so okay, so um, let's kind of fast forward a little bit in your career so how did how did you start well you mentioned you know for acting that you wanted to do something more with writing but who thought of you did uh you know who thought of you to write were they like oh we need a script and you're like oh i can do it how did that come about uh well i've been I would say for the last 15 years or so, I've been trying to write. Um, I've only been, you know, had movies be made in the last like four or five years, but there are a lot of scripts that have come and gone in my life. Oh, wow. Okay. And I would say by and large, when I first started uh, thinking, oh, I should be a writer, it was a, I'll write a pilot because TV, acting in TV has been most of my career prior to this movie experiment. So, oh, I could, you know, I could write a pilot and that way it'd be doing a show I like and like a story that interests me and all that. But those did not really go anywhere. Uh And when I started, uh, I did a show on Disney Channel called Jonas with the Jonas Brothers. Wow. Um, And when I did that, I wrote an episode and I thought, well, here's, here's my new idea. I can write an episode of the show I'm doing and then give it to the showrunners and maybe they'll make the episode of the show. This was a big new idea. So I did that for Jonas, gave it to them at the end of the first season. And then when the second season started, they had been 
fired. So nothing ever happened with my episode. Wait, the the, who got the producers? Got the showrunners, yeah. The showrunners. Show okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. But you still put so, yourself out there, so that's good. I did. And then when I did Bad Judge, an NBC show with Kate Walsh, like seven years later, I wrote an episode of Bad Judge. And I gave it to the showrunners to say, like, hey, can I maybe write an episode? And then the show got canceled. So nothing ever happened with that either. Wow. But, you know, still like writing, writing, trying things. And then Christine, my wife, started producing these movies for this production company. And she ended up getting a writing credit on like the third movie she produced. And I thought, I'm, I'm the writer here. <laughs> like, how did you beat me to it to get a writing credit in a movie? So then when... Um, couple of movies later when they needed some work on a script i said hey let me take a shot at this and it was they liked it and so i got my first writing credit because of that that's awesome and that was for roped that was before roped that was for dirt dirt right dirt, dirt is dirt is another racing movie it is on hbo max now it actually just premiered on hbo max like a month ago i love um, dirt i've seen it it's great oh the movie or yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. dirt yeah, oh, no, yeah i've yeah. seen <laughs> yeah i've seen dirt outside too it's nice um not as nice as the movie that you wrote That's yeah great. so that was that was my first real shot at things and then you know that it went that went well so it's like all right well success breeds opportunity and so you know that was so it's just a matter of kind of forcing my way in there and saying let me please let me please let me please let me wow that's great and then that's awesome that's really cool that it kind of happened that way um uh so how do you sit down and write what's your process for writing do you like set a timer some people set a timer do you what part of the I day? do a lot of procrastinating. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I will say I do have a harder time writing in the daytime hours. Yeah. Um, a lot of my work is done like in the evening or even after the sun goes down or even after my wife goes to bed. Uh, right, I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to get better at that. But that was when, well, that's like when the world shuts down and I can just be alone. Right, because you have all these distractions. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's movies like Lady Driver and Roped, a large portion of them were written between 11 p.m. and 4 a.m., I would say. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're great movies. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess they, yeah. Thank yeah. you. I capricious that. <laughs> I love that callback. Nice, <laughs> capricious. I really hope we're saying it right. <laughs> Sure. Hope we hope it means what you think it means. Yeah. I hope it's not a um monogreen. Is that right? Monogreen? Mondegreen, yeah. Mondegreen. Mondegreen. Love that. Mondegreen. And a poor man's toe. Is that right? <laughs> so that, well, you saying poor poor man's toe is a monogreen. Port man. Portman's port toe. Portman toe. Portman toe. Okay, cool. That's awesome. I love these new words that I'm wearing. I'm we're going to be word kings. I think the the derivation of Mondegreen is that it comes from one of the original misunderstood sayings, and I'm going to totally misquote it, 
but it, someone said I laid I laid him on the green. I laid him on the green. Oh, and someone okay. heard Lady Mondegreen. Oh, 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 wow. So then it became, and supposedly there's a new term for this too, which is egg corn. And that, that's how some people say acorn is egg corn. So a mondegreen and an egg corn are kind of the same thing. So. Wow. Anyway, that's, we're, we're back on that. We words are, that. No, this, this is what the podcast is about. Words, like in their words. meeting. This is, funny. The, this is the good stuff. Um, cool. So, um, all right. So, what did I answer the last question now? though? What was the last question right before that? It was uh, you did uh, your process of writing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How you, no, so I'm you trying write... to get better at setting, at doing what you're saying, which is like setting a not necessarily like a timey stay, but to, to say spend an hour each day at least, like find a window of opportunity to just sit down and not do anything else. For at least an hour. What? Yeah, and if you're, if I'm uninspired, then just at the end of the hour, just stop. And if if the if the wheels yeah. are churning, then keep going, and spend as much time as, as it takes, you know, that day to do. That's great. And uh, how do ideas come to you? Do do they kind of, you know, when you're, you know, walking around life, <laughs> like doing the motions <laughs> of life, do you get like a do you get like a, an inspiration first, a line or maybe a scene? And you're like, oh, I figured it out. Because I feel like that happens a lot where you'll, you'll go on walks and you'll just, or you'll be doing dishes or I don't know. I don't do dishes. Yeah, well, <laughs> you don't do dishes. Nice. Um, Only because my wife You don't nice do dishes. Do. You don't do dishes. Um, <laughs> Uh, so my wife would yeah. say, and she's probably right, that I do get a lot of my ideas in the yard, doing yardio, as we call it here. Yardio, um, okay. Yeah, just like being outside, kind of clear your mind, just pulling up weeds. That's or, a portman's toe, isn't it? Yardio. <laughs> that is a portmanteau, correct? Yeah. Portmanteau. Yeah. I will get this right. Um, <laughs> portmanteau. Uh, it takes me like 10 times before I get a complicated word right. I'm like, they are three words, port, man, and toe. So it port, is. man, toe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I have a lot of trouble saying the word. Are there any words that you have trouble saying? Because this word is really hard for me to say. <laughs> I'm going to try really Sunshine. Hard. Sunshine. That was your, that was uh, Noodle's uh, hiccup word in the bloopers of Wheels of Fortune. Yeah. Your ray of sunshine. Right, yeah. Ow, hit my tooth on the mic. Um, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Word that's complicated to say. Okay, this is a tough word for me. Com compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. That's a hard word. You sounded like you did a great job just there. I know, but gee, what are there any words that you have trouble that you're always getting hic hiccuped on? Uh, hic I wouldn't say on? necessarily trouble, but I, I do, I do have a little pet peeve misunderstanding of how to pronounce the word and it's portmanteau it's spelled b-i-o so bio bio like a biography yeah and then p-i-c like picture like moving picture yeah together is right. it because you would think just from the words what they mean it's a biopic biopic yeah but i feel like when you look at it or because people want to be fancier, they call it a biopic. So yeah, it's not a sense. biopic. 
it's not but i've never well. heard i've never really heard anyone say it I mean, i've seen it in writing a hundred times like oh this biopic of Al ali and this biopic of yeah that's weird you're right yeah. Bi biopic biopic Sounds well like you know what it's like it's like surgery. um like thermometer is spelled thermometer right 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 you wouldn't call it a thermometer yeah thermometer so with biopic is pronounced the same way you would say biopic biopic yeah that's uh, sounds yeah. wrong though right yeah so i try not to say that word uh, ever <laughs> i just avoid the word saying? altogether <laughs> i'd say it's a movie about somebody <laughs> you mean a biopic john i don't say that <laughs> word maddie wow that's that's great biopic oh, i won't ever say that to you ever again that's you the last can say time it. you can say last it. Time i'm I saying just, a biopic um just really uh, so uh just looking at my questions here um yeah so um you're a writer and an actor what's that like being on set like is it is it weird is it fun is it stressful what, what's it like well, Wheels of Fortune was the first time that I had a really meaty part in yeah. something that I wrote. Um, but in Lady Driver, you, you had a Lady pretty Driver had part. a pretty, I had a, a smallish part. Yeah, I only had a yeah, couple but, of scenes. Um, but you really stood out to me. Thank you. Thank you weren't you. in just a couple scenes. You're in like three or four scenes, maybe three five. or four scenes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I find it's a little harder to speak my own dialogue, I will say. Like I'd much oh. I'd much rather have someone else write something and then me say it. Oh, right. Yeah, because you I find that too, because you're like when you write something, you're like, Oh, I don't know how to say this, but I wrote it. Yeah, it is it is kind of weird. What's weird about it to you? Um, it's I start to I start to wonder if I'm saying it the way I wrote it or if I'm saying the way I should be acting it. Right. Like if yeah, I were I an actor just looking at these lines, I would bring my own interpretation to it. I mean, ideally that's what we do as yeah. artists. And so, but if I'm looking at my own lines, I'm I'm trying to interpret my own writing as an actor artist. So it's like, all right, well, I could just do it the way I wrote it. That probably makes the yeah. most sense. And it's like, well, is that is that enough? Am I doing it right? Um, I will say it's it is harder though to be around uh, people doing a scene I wrote who aren't saying the words that I wrote. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. man. I mean. Less less so in a comedy than a just like a serious like there were scenes in Lady Driver that were not said the way I wrote them and that made me a little frustrated. Really, is it like particular? Are you more? Um, is it particular things that are really important to you and less that are not as important, or is it just all important? Because I feel like in Wheels of Porch. Sorry, I don't know why my computer. Hold on. That's fine. I can't hear that. I can barely hear it. Yeah, but let me hold on. Let me I, try and turn. 
Hey, so faint. Drew, turn so on Do Not Disturb. Oh. Okay. I turned on Do Not Disturb. Thank you. Jeez. You just told I, Siri I to leave you alone. Like three or four times. I don't know what's going on. Um, uh, no, obviously certain lines matter much more than other lines. And and in Wheels of Fortune, as you know, we did a, a ton of ad-libbing and improvising on the set. That's totally fine. Especially if it's people that are funny. Like I think we had a great group of improvisers, ad-libbers on our movie. But if if someone in our group was a clunker, that would be that would be hard. Right, you know? right. And I've yeah. I've worked with I've worked in on different things with people who are more Clunkers. funky. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, stop dragging us through this. Just say the lines and let's let's move on. Right. Yeah, because you I mean, to a, to a certain point, you wanna you wanna do the lines that are written, but maybe you can tag it with your own improv, you know. That's what yeah. I tried to do in Wheels of Fortune. But yeah, in Wheels of Fortune there was a lot of improv going on. So a lot. Uh, and I would say yeah, a, a, some of the funniest lines in the movie were improvs. And I don't let's just pretend I wrote them all, but you and yeah, I know. You wrote them. You wrote yeah, them. you and I know that they were made up on the spot. Uh, which is which is great. I mean, th those are gifts. Those that's that may, just makes me look better because no one knows which one Matt made up or you made up and which one I wrote. Well, and I really liked working with you as an actor because you were the writer as well, and it was interesting to, it was fun to like bounce ideas off you, and say like, hey, what do you think about this? And I thought you were very open about that, and I love that about you working with you. Um, and you were well, good. You were Thanks. Yeah, I felt very comfortable having you guys have a little uh, free reign, a long leash, if you will, to right to go try some things. Because in Wheels of Fortune, you know, there weren't a lot of super necessary plot points that had right. to take place. Yeah, you know, but a in lot of Lady Driver or Rope. In Lady Driver, there was. Yeah, there was yeah. more more emotional steps to take i mean it's a beautifully written movie and it's you did a really amazing job on that man i loved it Lady appreciate Deb. you appreciate <laughs> um that's awesome so what are you are you writing anything now what are you working on now uh yeah i mean the most of this uh covid time we christine and i have been writing we're just because she wants to keep producing but that kind of got shut down yeah we both want to keep acting and that kind of gets shut down so it's like all right well just keep writing let's see what we can do so yeah you know we put together a couple of christmas movies uh wrote like a supernatural thriller kind of thing oh, um, oh cool we did our punch up on a california christmas that was a big part of our year and that's awesome number one on netflix for several weeks that's right that's, that's great. right i mean i wish wheels of fortune had been that too but let me take what oh. you can get well, right. it's still popular. It's still been popular and whatnot. It's so still been great. popular, yes. People yeah. love it. Yeah. It's a great movie. So, um, um, okay. Funny Christmas movies are kind of the way to go, it seems. I mean, that's why we wrote two this year. It's like, all right, let's just they keep... play them every year. Yeah. They play them every year and people seek them out, uh, you know? So it's like, all right, well, three yeah. movies just came out on Netflix in December. One is a Christmas movie and two are things you've never heard of. Well, let's watch the Christmas movie. Yeah. Well, I got a pitch for you. For a movie. <laughs> All right, look at my pencil. Out. Hold on. All right, a capricious Christmas by Maddie Carteropple. No, I was thinking, no one's done 
Elf on a Shelf. I mean, yeah, there's I'm that not... movie Elf, but yeah. it'd be funny to do a movie about Elf on a the, Shelf. The real Elf, like the real story of the real Elf on the Shelf. Yeah, the guy that, that you know about the guy in the Elf on the Shelf, where he moves around the house and he's always a, the Elf on the Shelf. Because every night he flies back to the North Pole. Yeah. Do you know that part of the story? I didn't know that story. I didn't know that part of the story. <laughs> yeah, so he sits there watching you, and then when you go to bed, he flies to the North Pole, reports on your day to Santa, and then comes back, and that's why it's he's in a new creepy. position. It's kind of creepy. Oh, it's terribly creepy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, like, I think that'd be a, a, a good... So. Uh, yeah. So it's the Let's actual experience together. of a, a and one of these elves on a shelf. Yeah, um, that's all I got. <laughs> but it's not a biopic <laughs> of an elf. No, no, it's not. Uh, so yeah. it's it's not what, a bad pitch. I mean, yeah, some pitches are fleshed out, some are not. That, one, but <laughs> that one's not very fleshed out. Yeah, elf on a shelf. Elf, yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, there must be something out there that is all right. I'll do a little research, Maddie, and then we can okay. talk. We can talk next Christmas about yeah how that's premiering on Netflix. Our okay, movie. Before we go, because we're running out of time. Okay. Um, What's our time limit? There's no time limit. I just don't. Right. I know you're a busy guy. You got. You got. You got to do stuff. Oh my god! Um, I'm so busy. So, um, what are some of your favorite? Uh, sorry, I'm using that word again. It's okay. It's don't okay. sue me. Uh no, don't sue me. Um so uh yeah, uh what are some of your books that you like? I'm not gonna say favorite, but what are some oh. books that you're drawn to? That's interesting. Like, I'm not a book reader, I will say. You're uh, not a book but, reader. No. No you listen to books. Uh no, no. Okay, what are what are what are some of your favorite scripts? My wife is a book reader, and I think that's where she gets her like storytelling skills from and narrative, like a thoughtful narrative and just the way her stories can, you know, that she, she's great for storytelling as a script development person because okay. she will devour novels um, in like three settings. And just... Yeah, I don't see how people do that. It's so hard. That's such a cool skill. That's tell her. I think that's very cool. I will. Part of, the, part of my problem with reading is that I like to be done with things. Yeah. I like to either be I like to either be haven't started yet or I like to be done. So when I'm in the middle of a book, I get very antsy. Because right. I'm not done. I'm the, same with way. <laughs> the same way. So you know I when I do read it is like oh I'm gonna be on an airplane maybe I can get through a big chunk of this book. Or I'm going to be on vacation and sitting on like on the beach. I can get through a big chunk of this book, and yeah. not be in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah. So okay. So which is maybe just something I should work on. Let me. I'm going to carry oh, you over to my bookshelf. Leaving. Let's let's see what's over here on this because it's not a big book. It's got this many yeah. books. Oh, you can't. Uh, our listeners can't see it. Yeah, but you can you can describe it. Describe what you're. Um, wow. I'm looking at a big collection of nothing, Maddie. <laughs> really. Um, I got one story. I got one book here called Catching the Sky Catching by the Colton Sky. Moore. Yeah, it's about... Um, Have you read it? I've read it because it was okay. given to me by a friend, uh, recommended to me by a friend. So I went ahead and read it. It's about like bike riders 
and one of them, I don't know, got sick or something. I don't really totally remember. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, I have read Eckhart Tolle's. Um, well, I think when you read books, they stay in your subconscious. You know. Yeah. Oh, you know what I've read that I really liked a lot was A Prayer for Owen Meany. Oh, it's one of my wife's favorite books. That takes place in the town that I grew up. Oh, that's Exeter, New Hampshire. Yeah, Exeter, New Hampshire. A little New Hampshire time. Yeah. Uh, that was a great book till the end. I didn't like the end. So I won't spoil anything for anybody. But like the last third, I didn't like the last like political third. Yeah. Book. Um, I have read. I read a book called like How to Write a Movie, because uh, one of the directors in our company gave it to me and said, "Oh, you should read this to help with your scripts and stuff." So I did read. I do. I do. I'll do research reading like that. Yeah. Um, and did he after you read after he read your script? Were you, was he like, "Here, read this. <laughs> you need a book. <laughs> you need a library." <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. He was. Yeah. I mean, he is. He's a really good. Um, he's really good with structure. This guy, Alex, is his name. Alex Ranarabello. He's he directed Dirt. Um, right. Okay. And, and and you know sometimes sometimes structure can get in the way of telling a good story, but sometimes it's exactly what you need to take yeah. like all of your ideas and finally and get them in a in a way that people care about this, you know the movie for two hours. You know? Yeah. And I, you could if if you. If your structure falls apart, it can really, you can lose the audience, even though the scenes may be kind of good. Like, there's no story. There's no real story there. Well, you, you've nailed, I think you're, you've become an expert on that because you, you're, your structure is very solid and you're very good with that. So hats off to you um, on that again. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And well, yeah, and, um, and Wheels of Fortune definitely has like specific like standard story arc beats you know where our hero yeah. gets called on a quest and has to go find himself and grow and gets too big for his britches and then has to re-find out what's important in life <laughs> awesome. it's a sweet touching yeah. tale of a young boy check it out well yeah go on netflix and check out um roped lady driver wheels of fortune and hbo max check out dirt uh and california christmas is california christmas you know it's january now and and check that one check those out um well um where can people find you on the interweb the internet um my what are my uh handles here my instagram is this is something I probably should know without having to look up, right? No, that's okay. I think my... <laughs> Let's see. Maybe I look at a post that my wife made. It would show... It's either John Ducey or uh-huh. Sir John Ducey. Let me, I'm going to look too. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if you can get there quicker. It's John Ducey. John Ducey. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And you have a .dot com as well. 
I have a Ducey.com. I don't update Ducey.com very much these days. I started that when I first moved out to LA back in the 90s. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, it was a blog before there were blogs. Uh-huh. Cutting edge. And it was really, uh, I started it because I didn't like having to talk to my parents about like my auditions and like student films and all that stuff all the time. Because you get so so many auditions you don't book. So then to have yeah, to be yeah. like, oh yeah, I auditioned for this. And then they call and say, like, tell us, did you get it? Did you get it? Did, uh... Right, right, so right. I started writing about my auditions and the things I was doing to try to become an actor on that as kind of like cool. a mini blog, mostly for my, my folks. And then, but, you know, I only kept it going through maybe the year 2002 or three or so oh wow okay then i had a baby and i had raised a child instead of a website kind of from right right from there that on. makes sense <laughs> yeah um so uh okay are you on twitter i am on twitter but i don't really post much you don't on twitter i okay. just go there to see what people are yelling about in the world okay cool all right well um John, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. Oh, man, uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very me. capricious. I'm capricious of you. <laughs> um, one of us better look that word up before we use it out in public. <laughs> I think it's fine between the two of us to just use it as thank you, but I got a bad feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. That's really yeah. funny. It might be. Uh, well, um, yeah, thanks so much. I'm very capricious. I hope you have a good good day thank you for i hope you have a good year a good year yeah you too man you too yeah let's see each other and maybe work together this year too. okay that'd be fun all right let's do it all right love you brother all right love you too dude all right peace all righty let's do a little recap of the words that we learned and just a little bit of a review of the words um so i was saying uh not saying capricious right and uh it's it does not mean grateful just so you know um it is it is pronounced capricious 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 and um it means unaccountable changes of mood or behavior or uh unpredictable impulsive is what that word means um so yeah so it does not mean grateful so me and john sound pretty hilarious because we're saying the wrong meaning of the word but that's okay that's what this podcast is about words are funny and we're learning so um Okay, so uh, Papa Bruce, we talked about the words, uh, let's see here. We talked about sesquipedalian, sesquipedalian. Gosh, that's hard. Let's, let's hear what Google sounds like. Here we go. Sesquipedalian, sesquipedalian. 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 I'm really going to have to work on that one. Uh, but yeah, that means long-winded. That's a great word. 
I'm going to use that one. Probably not, but I might because it's a good word, but it is long and it's hard to say. So I might abbreviate it and say, that's, sesqu that's a sesquip word. That's what I'll do. Uh, speaking on that, um, we learned another great a word from John, uh, which which is Mondegreen. 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 Oh, I said it right. Uh, this is a great word. I didn't know this. A word or phrase that results from a mishearing of something said or sung. That's really cool. Uh, Mondegreen. Mondegreen. Great word. Okay, and then uh, another great word that we learned is um, portmanteau, which is a great word as well. Portmanteau. Portmanteau. Um, a word blending the sounds and combining the meanings of two others. For example, motel from motor and hotel or brunch from breakfast and lunch. Portmanteau. That's a really cool word as well. We learned some really cool words. The last word that we learned, alliteration. The occurrence of the same letter or sound at the beginning of adjacent or closely connected words. Alliteration. Great word. Well, that was a fun time. Just a quick little recap there of everything we learned. Uh, use them today. Use them this week. Try and stump someone on these words. We learned some great words on this podcast. Well, be sure to like and subscribe and share with your friends. This is a fun podcast where we learn about words, and it's called Words Are Word. So have a fantastic evening, day, midday, or whatever part of the day you're currently in. We love you. You're great. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>